This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff, and I'm joined today by Joe Meyer. He's a principal over at Pro CFO Partners. And Joe, I'm, I'm really excited for today's conversation um, as we talk about systems and processes, which is you know, one of the sort of core tenants of the flywheel at ProCFO Partners. And it's it's one of the things that helps your organization move and move efficiently and effectively and ultimately impacts your your your, your profitability. And and we're having a conversation very literally about this today around robotic process automation and where it intersects with AI. These are two topics that are really interesting to me. I spent a lot of time in both automation and in AI. And I can't wait for your take on this. So let's start with Help me understand what this is. What are we talking about? What is robotic process automation? What does it mean in terms of AI? What's the difference? What do they have in common? And, and how do they work together? Welcome and, and help us understand. Uh, thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure being here. Uh, let's start with uh, robotic process automation or RPA. And uh, RPA involves the use of software robots or bots really to automate the routine and repetitive tasks traditionally performed by humans. Um, anytime there is, and this happens frequently and oftentimes most throughout the day, the repetitive task of entering data, mm -hmm. the repetitive task of moving documents, running a report, sending an email. Uh, anytime a person is using their fingers on the keyboard, um, it's a standard task that can be automated with a software bot. Uh, and RPA is really uh, meant to uh, enhance uh, those activities that are very repetitive, very routine, but takes a lot of time for people to really do it. And how does, how, how does the robotics, how does the robotics, I love what you're talking about when you say automation is connected to activities. AI is around intelligence. So talk to me about that. Um, thank you. That's a great lead into really, you know, explaining that as the difference to, uh, between RPA and AI. You know, so AI is really a broader field of uh, of this technology that really enables machines to mimic human intelligence. And it involves simulating human cognitive processes, such as learning, reasoning, problem solving, you know, even speaking. You know, we've, we have discussed, uh, and have heard a lot about chat GBT, mm -hmm. GPT. We've also, um, have experienced, um, spam phone calls that on the other end is a computer program mimicking um, human speech. And it's gotten better over the years or e and even most uh, many months over month on um, the quality of that conversation. And so whereas RPA is just a a software bot uh, performing a task that a human would normally do manually. 
the software can uh, be set up to perform that automatically. So let's break this down a little bit um, because these are concepts that might feel new or unfamiliar, but we've been using them forever. Every time you use the assistant on your phone, you're using AI. Every time uh, Amazon recommends some product to you, it's using both automation and AI. Every time you're using CAPTCHA to prove that you're a human being, you're using these things. So we've been interfacing with this stuff for a long time, but in the last year, six months, it's really, we've started to understand it uh, and its application, maybe in new or different or just more informed ways. But what does it mean for me? So one of the things, um, as you and I were talking earlier, is this idea of robotic um, uh, one of the things you said was, well, where's the robots? And I love that because let's break that down. You're talking about a virtual bot and a bot could bring to mind, uh, this customer service agent that you're talking to. And sometimes those get frustrating. I'm hearing you say, no, that's an application, but that's not the whole thing. So what are some real world, I don't know, walk me through some of the, some of the ways that I could be putting this stuff to use. And maybe I am already, but what are some applications of this in, in my real world sort of business? scenario that could impact me? Well, let, let's talk about one of the um, more repetitive and oftentimes very frustrating activities of, of businesses. And that's the process of um, receiving invoices from your vendors, mm. entering that data into your accounting system, uh, circulating that invoice around to other people to review that and approve it. It's a very manual process. And that's one of the processes that um, is low-hanging fruit for companies to um, to be able to optimize and automate. Um, you can, instead of receiving an email and having someone print off that document uh, and then put it on their desk and then key that information into the system, the bot will capture that data directly from a PDF or even an image, a picture of an invoice. Now it requires training the bot, but once you train the bot to capture the uh, information from a given invoice, because invoice structures are different from company to company. Uh, but if you receive multiple invoices from a given company and those invoices are the same structure, once you train the bot to capture the invoice, the information from that invoice, you don't have to train it again. It captures the data and it will place it into a table, the data into a table that you need to have captured to enter into your accounting system and for payment. Now, I would never recommend that you allow the bot to automatically capture that information and then upload it directly into your accounting system without someone at least reviewing that um, and then posting that to your ledger. So one of the things I love that you're sharing is around this manual process and how some invoice or email or whatever can float around and it's a PDF and it gets printed or whatever. Uh, it introduces tons of opportunity for human error. So every time something or it gets lost in somebody's desk or somebody's on vacation and they won't be able to get to it for two weeks, we've all been in some situation where 
this is the stuff we've been handling. Or as we've talked about before here on the, on the, on the podcast, you go to the dentist office and one of the first things you do is fill out a clipboard full of stuff with a pen. Like, like it's not 2023. I mean, when, when we can eliminate uh human error and then introduce the human uh, aspect at the right point, as you said, put eyes on it before it goes into that, you know, important sort of financial structure. We're not just saving time, but we're, we're focusing our expertise. Do you agree? We're using, we're using our brain power for its best and most capable and not busy work. It, it, exactly. It's deploying our time into more value added activity that uh, versus manually doing something, manually keying this data into the system. And it takes time uh, and uh, keystroke error. Mm. Additionally, the are you know the bot work twenty four hours a day. Yeah, and it takes let's just say minutes to complete stacks of uh, invoices versus hours by one person or more. It takes time to set it up uh, and make that t- investment of time to do this, but the returns on this uh, time is incredible. And we can we can now redeploy our human resources into more value-added activity. Analysis, as an example. Mm. You, know, and, you know, so that's just one simple example. Um, you know, employee onboarding. Um, depending upon the process and procedures that a company goes through on. Um, bringing a a new employee on board. And it's a very manual process, and it's the same process over and over again. Um, You know, tracking inventory, etc. Create the Next is brought to you by ProCFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. ProCFO partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, ProCFO partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com. One of the things that I'm, I'm you know, there's a through point here, uh, everybody listening and, and, and watching, which is, is it, is the activity something that doesn't change over time? It's this way today and it'll be that way next tomorrow and it'll be that way next week. Is it an activity that, that takes time to do? moments or minutes or 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 longer if so then those things should be examined for automation and and ai by the way the brain just powers the body so the automation is the doing and the brains the the ai is the thinking and they just sort of work hand in hand and part of what i'm hearing you say joe is you don't really need to know the science fiction of it all you just if you kind of just put some some nuts and bolts in place as you said train the system which is as simple as telling it what to look for in this way, clicking your mouse around, 
it just kind of does the work for you because this can be an intimidating topic for us when we start using big words like robotic and AI. But if we simplify it, it's just letting software do the work for us instead of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so at um, every company where I have worked and clients today in discussing their process, the processes of my team at in various functions at companies. So I arrive uh, at a new company, speak with my team. What do you do? And go through and, and review the process and the data and, and steps, et cetera. And then I ask, why do you do it this way? Mm. Most of the time, it comes back as this is the way we have always done it. Great, great analysis. So it it is. It is a repetitive task that has probably been in place from the very beginning of time at that company. Interesting. So it can be complacency. It can be tradition. It can be familiarity. It can be the the obstacle seems to be, uh, we don't have time to change this right now. It's been working fine for X amount of time. It'll work fine tomorrow. Forgetting that in not adopting some new way, we're not just um, maybe fixing or eliminating or or repairing errors of the past or inefficiency of the past, but we're we're not opening ourselves up to new opportunities and new innovations, which are happening by the minute with this stuff right now, because we're stuck in a place of, well, this is how we've always done it. So how do I get started? Like, what are some of the first things that I should do? If this is kind of new to me, but I love what Joe's saying because I could maybe save some time or, yeah, we we run, run into this all the time. Our spreadsheets are out of control. How do I like what's the first baby step that I could take? Well, it really the first baby step that you would take is really identify and prioritize your processes. What are the pain points? Everybody has pain points in anything that they do in, in their given company. What are the pain points? Um, and understanding that why. You don't have to think or speak to many people in the organization to already understand what is it that you do that is the same thing day in and day out. And you can identify those list of processes, that, that list of activities. You know, but as you identify them, you should you should prioritize these processes. You could spend immense amount of time trying to capture everything. And eventually you will. Mm. But for companies that have not implemented any robotic process automation, let's start with the the biggest the greatest uh, amount of uh, activity and um, understand that process and document. So then assess and document those steps that you go through to complete that process. Because once you then choose to either do it yourself internally, or my recommendation would be to start with a company that um, 
that can help you implement RPA. Those companies are going to ask you the same thing. What are your key processes? What do you go through? What are your steps? And what can we do to optimize your process first before we try to automate it? Mm. You, you wouldn't really want to start with an inefficient process and try to and then automate an inefficient process. Great. A simple point. example again, if we come back to processing invoices. If the company is receiving invoices across 30 people within the organization, each person who has a vendor or an agent, et cetera, they order the goods, they'll order the services, and then that vendor will send that individual person the invoice directly. Why not set up an AP uh, email? and then direct all of your vendors to send those invoices to that email. The bot can be trained to um, kick into action once a new email is received to automatically read the data from those documents uh, in that email. So what that, that, is, that is just a simple example of doing one little thing to optimize your process. Which I love as you're describing. Um, sometimes we, we, we think that we have a responsibility to just sort of understand what we need in this situation. And we don't, what I'm hearing you say, Joe, is like, what are your symptoms? The right consultant or, or agency or, 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 you know, organization will help you build this stuff, but what are your symptoms? So what are your redundancies? As you pointed out, 20 different things. If you're dealing with a lot of paper, if you're handing paper anywhere, you probably have a place where that can be addressed. If you've got multiple departments or people doing the same thing, right? So I should just kind of be looking for where, where do I continually have opportunities to stub my toe? Maybe I don't know how to fix it, but where do I keep stubbing my toe? Uh, Agreed. Where do you keep stubbing your toe? And uh, once you start, once you start thinking about this, because it's a different mindset, Mm. if you've never done this before or thought about this before, just you said, where do we start? Uh, But once you start, then people within the organization will begin to understand, well, that was a process that has brought great benefit to what we do. Then their minds are more readily open to thinking about other things. Good point. You know, this allows you to optimize your your activity, uh, automate it, then allow people, rather than scrambling, to try and key in this information at the end of each month, because they want to close their books each month. Because that's a, oftentimes that's where errors are made is because they're really scrambling to try and get it done in time. Yeah. And rather than doing that, now you have time to actually review the data, review the information. 
and it, it opens the door and the question to honestly all kinds of, of different aspects and as you said once you start thinking about this you'll start to realize its opportunities but what if you were to ask some folks on your team what do you do that frustrates you and what would you rather be doing you're going to get all kinds of interesting ideas around innovation or around around new uh new ideas maybe even new product design or whatever and and it can make you start to recalibrate everything about like okay so what are the what what talent do I have that can help me accomplish X Y Z? Or now that we're saving so much time and energy on this, what could we be doing instead of? It doesn't just solve problems; it creates new opportunities. Is what yeah. you say? Uh, agreed. You know, so while we're on this topic of you know allowing people to uh, experience this, and there is a component of stress that's involved mm. of doing your daily activity currently. Um, at the end of each month, the people within the company uh, are trying to get all the information they need so that they can simply close their books. And they work overtime because they want to close their books within, let's just say, five days or three days or seven days following month end. Incredible stress just in that uh, example. Whereas if you can implement RPA for those um, manually intensive, repetitive tasks, it provides an opportunity to reduce stress. However, it's also important to note that if you're introducing a new process like this and a new technology, to people that uh, have never really had to experience something new like this, that's also stressful. So it really involves um, leadership or the project manager within that um, within that particular activity to understand what change management is involved in this mm-hmm. and what kind of um, psychology can be uh, involved and affected by introducing something new like this. It's going to be incredibly helpful, but sometimes it takes people to really get over that change to be able to freely accept the benefits of this change. This is a this is a field and a dynamic that is has always been changing rapidly, but is now uh we're in the midst of tremendous change and so i think this conversation that we're having is only going to mature and continue and get more uh complex and open new opportunities for us to build better understanding and uh joe i'm I'm so grateful that you came came on today to sort of introduce this topic to those of us that needed introduction and sort of open the doors to maybe my first step or my next step let's talk about it obviously out there if 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 this is an area of, of interest to you but joe um I hope you'll come back soon and and let's pick apart some of these things in a little bit more granularity because I think it's a really interesting topic and, and I'm 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 really grateful and appreciate your time today. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. I look forward to speaking to you again. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.